You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Welcome to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. I'm here with Steve and Vicky as always. Welcome, welcome. Hello. I'm Luke, and I'm your host, and today is a sad day. It is the Queen... Oh, I know. That's so uh, sad. Yeah. She's, you know, actually, I, w- I called you to say I was, I didn't know what to say to you because you're Brit. I'm like, why am I even calling you? But I felt like I should. The truth is you should have called us. Well, you you, realized, you found out before I did, so I hadn't seen the news yet. Correct. But yeah. you should have called so us because we lived through way more. Sentence, so some of us have no idea. <laughs> the Queen Elizabeth II passed dead. away. She died today. Oh, you didn't wow. know? No. I called, I, I called him to say, I'm sorry for your loss. I thought, well, I don't know if it's really his loss. It's his country's loss. Yeah. But she's been with how many prime ministers? It is, 14? It's the world's loss. Yeah. She was a very She was wonderful. Woman. No matter how they tried to vilify her. She was wonderful. Yeah. Thing, she, she was an asset to the world. Two days ago, she welcomed the new prime minister lady. What's funny is just a few weeks ago at your birthday, we were saying, you were saying what's been around for 66 years, and we were saying how the, the queen. queen was. Yeah. 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 You you actually said that. Yeah, so she's like been our whole life. life. Yeah. Yeah. Seventy. How many? She just seventy years the other day, right? The the. Uh, yeah, this year. Was, yeah. yeah. Well, we're sorry. We we're sorry. We are sorry. We're sorry for, for all of our British people that yeah, lost so, the queen. I'm sorry for the whole world. Yeah. yeah me too. United States. She was an asset to the world. Yeah. Through World War Two or, or everything. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So that's news. Yeah, uh, that is sad. I suppose it'll be old news, kind who, of. One who ascends? I don't know yet. I haven't. Wouldn't it be Harry? No, Charles. No, no. In no. theory, it should be Charles. Isn't he oh, already? Shouldn't he already he was, been ordained? He, no, but well, I thought he was out today, because so of Camilla. Right away. I thought he abandoned it because he Camilla. didn't officially abandon it. Couldn't have divorced woman. That was what the rule was. Oh. He changed. But anyway, <laughs> we don't know. Let's not go too deep into that. We'll, let's, let's, I, I suppose by Monday, all sh- when this comes out, all will be revealed. So. That's right. King William yeah. or King Charles, though, yep. right? Wow. So, uh, but here we are on the Uncommon Truth. Yes. And we have started our new season. This is episode three of season five. Are you sure? No, it's episode four, actually. Yes. Sorry, four. That's right. Kevin's correct. So. That's good. Uh, we've been looking at things Jesus says. Oh, boy. And it's been really good so far. I uh, Last week's about let little children come to me was, a, was really changed, I think, some of my thinking or rechallenged Yeah, you had a revelation, thinking. didn't you? Yeah. yeah. So... I'm excited to see where we go this time. Good. Um, we are going to go to John chapter 10. And this is a, a, a verse that many of us, again, have heard. Jesus says, uh, you know, my, my sheep know my voice. Yes. They listen to me, right? And uh, we'll, we'll read the passage in a few moments. But just that that is one of those really known scriptures about. And when we read it, we, we have this sort of warm, fuzzy feeling about, oh, yeah, I want to be a little sheep and I respond to Vasta's voice but I think that the there might be a little bit more to that so let's um, let's take a read we're gonna start in uh, starting verse 11 it's a good place to start Jesus says I am the good shepherd the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who is not the owner of the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf snatches and scatters them. He flees because he has a hired hand and is not concerned about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my own, 
and my own know me, know me, even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep who are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will hear my voice, and they will become one flock with one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, so that I may take it again. No one has taken it away from me, but I lay it down on my own initiative. I have authority to lay it down, I have authority to take it up again. This commandment I have received from my Father. Hmm. And we'll pause there, and you know, throughout this passage, later on he he, he specifically says, uh, the, the quoted verse, which is in verse 27, when he says, uh, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Um, and we'll maybe we'll take a look at that later on in the episode. But this whole passage is all about being a sheep and him being the shepherd. So, Steve, what um, what is this whole shepherd sheep metaphor all about? It's about those that will be saved and those that won't be saved. And it's about people who don't hear the voice of Jesus and who hear the voice of Jesus. And the idea it's about how do you identify them? Yeah. So if I'm a sheep of Jesus, there are wolves in sheep clothing. There are wolves of other sheep pens. There are um, people masquerading, false sheep. There are false shepherds in the story. And it's so important, that line that says, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. He says um, earlier, he, he says, there are other shepherds and they're liars and they're false. Wow. Uh, before before eleven, you know, and he 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 makes it real clear that they hear my voice and they follow me, and he makes it real clear that those are the ones that go to eternal life. Mm. And you know, he he talks about laying down his life and picking it back up, and we've all you know that is the nature of our belief. That's the nature of our faith to believe Jesus came, laid down his life, rose from the dead. Boom. And he's the good shepherd. Mm. And he's gathering sheep in a sheep pen as a metaphor. None of us are really sheep. And it's heaven is not a sheep pen or Christianity is not a sheep pen. Mm. But that's the metaphor he's using to describe Christianity. We are supposed to be penned up as it were. Mm. Not able to have the wolves of the world get in. We are supposed to be protected by a shepherd, a shepherd that is insurmountable. He is omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. Mm -hmm. He is all-powerful, all-present, all-everywhere. He is all of these things, and so we can be safe. Right. And he puts us in a fence, mm -hmm. not to contain us, but to protect us. Yeah. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me is is really clear picture of shepherding of their time mm. most of shepherding is not in a pen only when they go to town would they be penned mm. only when they come home to the farm to be sheared would they be penned but most of their life they're out and about they're running in their flock with their shepherd and they're grazing and they're they're they're, they're following the good food yeah. the good blessing and then when they're mixed with other sheep, the shepherd cries out in his call. He has taught them from birth a call to follow. And they know his call and they know his voice. And you could have a hundred different shepherds with sheep all grazing on the same hill or all in the same pen in town or all 
anywhere and mm-hmm. each one would call out and his sheep only would follow that call his sheep would come to his call and he would lose none and what he's saying is i have you protected i have you corralled i have you uh, covered and the reward for being that is eternal life life with me you're in mm-hmm. you made it if you're his sheep and then he goes on to talk about who isn't his sheep yeah and who's the bad shepherd, and who comes to destroy the sheep, and how that's what we have to concern ourselves with. Do we know the call of the shepherd? Do we know Jesus's call? And I think that what's so important about the uncommon truth in the church the way Jesus intended it is whether or not a church is being taught literally and specifically the voice of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Is the good shepherd the one calling you? Do you know his voice? Even if you're in a crowd of a hundred different churches, can you hear the call of Jesus and recognize what is not the call of your shepherd? Wow. And really I'm good. telling you, there there are there is so much pollution, dilution, perversion in the messages of the Christian. Uh, religion worldwide, what we call the worldwide body of Christ. There is so much deception, so much come on over here and believe this and come on over here and believe that. No, this is what's important. That's what's important. But this verse in John 10, John is like the lover of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he makes it so clear what what he included in his story of Jesus was Jesus saying this about, I am the good shepherd. Anyone who would come to me must know my voice and follow me. That's really good. If you're going to be my sheep, everyone's going to know it because you follow mm-hmm. my voice. The scripture before, I actually was in this today, went in my quiet time, and it says he, he's talking about, I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved. Yeah. And you can't actually get into a house and basically unless you go through the door. Mm-hmm. If you go through a window, you're a robber. You're a thief. In fact, he says that, you know, he says, and we'll go in and out of my pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Then he goes on to talk about I am the good shepherd. And I think sometimes we do, we read the words of Jesus and we want to come through the window and not through the door. Um, it's it's not the right way to go. You just, nobody comes to our house. When they're, we're at home and we see someone coming through the window, we know they're a thief. Or, you know, or maybe someone got locked out sometimes. But for the most part, if, if, if it's a stranger coming through our window and not through our door, anyone who's not up to no good doesn't come through the door. <laughs> and Jesus is talking about that he is a door. And, and, he, and he's talking about salvation, like Steve said. And he talked about um, the wolf coming. And the wolf could be many things. I don't know if he, you, you know, the wolf can be the world system. It can be the false can Christian be, teaching. It can be, uh, yeah, it can be the name it, claim it, uh, all kinds of different doctrines yeah. that are not the Jesus doctrine. Right. The devil quoting scripture in the wilderness. The yeah. devil quoting scripture. And that's what's so fascinating to me is that many instances that devil was quoting scripture yeah. to quite a few people. Right. In the, and it's like, why are, why do we presume that everyone quotes scripture, scripture are Christians? Mm. I don't know who Christians are. It's not mine to determine who Christians are. But I want to read the words of Jesus, and I want to know what that's he true. says in context and I don't want to dismiss these scriptures. No. So I just thought it was my fascinating. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. My sheep hear my yeah. voice. I want to hear Jesus. That's good. Yeah. So in here it yeah. talks about the hireling. Yeah. You know, 
It's the hireling, and in so many places in the in Jesus' teaching, the hireling, you know, and we use it for the difference between a son's response to uh, marauders and mm-hmm. thieves coming, and we and versus a son versus a hireling, yeah. and this is a good shepherd versus the hireling. So there's a little bit different metaphor. So if it's a good shepherd, the good shepherd versus the hireling, mm-hmm. then it's people who hire someone to make them feel good. They have a pastor to be able to say they have a pastor. Yeah. They don't really follow him. They don't listen to him. He's a hireling. Mm-hmm. And, and it says they're false. And, and it, you could even do that with someone good. Yeah. Just, not, just make them a hireling. They're here because you hire them to be here. I mean, you, you put them in your life to be, uh, play a role or do a job or fulfill a profession. Right. To fulfill it, to check off a box and mm-hmm. dot the I's and cross the T's. And that's a hireling. Yeah. Someone who you're looking for the compensation of it all by, by following them. And you're missing the good shepherd. So the, the, in these verses, the contrast between the hireling is not a son, it's the good shepherd. Hmm. And it's the, it, it is, we know the good shepherd to be, because Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. We know it to be the son. Yeah. And so who is the, the son? Is the one who, who stays and stands in the gap for his father's purpose. And the father's purpose is that we know that he loves us. Mm-hmm. Why is Jesus here? To prove that God loves us to not prove, but to demonstrate would be a better word to cry out your father in heaven loves you. And here's the proof. Mm -hmm. He sent his son to die for you. This is how we know he loves us. I do this all the time. This is how he knows that we love it. He loves us. He sent Jesus to die on a cross. And this is the love of the father. It says he sent Jesus to die on the cross and for God. So loved the world. John 3 16. He gave his only begotten son. This is how we know he loves us. He sent the good shepherd yeah. who is a son to make, to escort us through the narrow door, which is Jesus mm-hmm. in all of these examples. He's the narrow door and not come in through the window, not come in like the thief comes in through many other ways. It says this one says many other ways. The other one says a window, but it's many other ways. The thief comes in and he's there to rob, kill and destroy. It says, but the good shepherd is there for one purpose, to protect you and cover you and lead you to what Vicky just said, eternal life. Yeah. The, he, the, the difference, the contrast between the thief and the good shepherd is the thief comes to rob, kill, and destroy. The good shepherd, the son of God, the love of God incarnate yeah. came to usher you into eternal life, That's really to good. lead you to it, to teach you his voice, give you a call to follow. And I think that if you are not following Jesus, he isn't like, if you don't quote him all day long, because his words are just rolling in your head, you are not really hearing the call of Jesus Christ. And I think, I think you, you got to be careful with that being said, is that we, we actually had somebody speak about this last night, is that sometimes we like to just quote Jesus bumper stickers 
but with no substance right. behind it. So to to supplement whatever we're doing or saying, you hear people all day quote Jesus mm-hmm. out of context. And I think mm-hmm. um, the two things I would just you know just be cautious about is is to study show yourself approved yeah. and. You know, you're not going to get before um, Jesus and he's going to say, well, you know, your pastor mm-hmm. led you astray. Oh, mm-hmm. geez. You know, it's, it's it, it, you know, your bumper stickers were wrong, he's going to say. So you need to read the words of Jesus, like Steve was saying, mm-hmm. in context. Would you agree? Yes, but quoting, it doesn't say, quote the name of the, you know, quote the good David? shepherd. Yeah. It doesn't say, quote the good shepherd yeah. to get to heaven. It says, follow the voice follow. of the good yeah. shepherd. Is that what he said, follow? To know his voice. Yeah. Right. My sheep know my voice and they follow me. Yeah. That's really good. My my sheep know my voice and they come to me. But don't people say sometimes that they, sometimes people say they heard Jesus. Right, all the time. Yeah. And you're like, well, that doesn't even that yeah. doesn't even ring up to what he said. I well, suppose that that's what I'm trying to say. The kind of, litmus test. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. that passage uh, in Matthew, right? Uh, Matthew seven, where he says, anyone the the foolish builder is the one who hears these sayings of mine and doesn't put them into practice. Right, but the right. wise builder <sighs> is the one who hears the man puts them into practice, and he's the one Excellent. who builds the house on the rock. Yeah. And it's very similar to the difference between the sheep that maybe hears Jesus' voice but doesn't Follow respond him. as opposed to the one that just does. Doesn't allow him yeah. to be their good shepherd. Yeah. And that's the thing is that, you know, you can get into all kinds of trouble with just saying confess and confess the Lord and, you mm-hmm. know, and you'll be saved. And it's like well, there's action to it. Yeah. And that's some of, that's some of the misnomer and the, I think the thief um, uh, conversation mm-hmm. is that sometimes people just say those things and then they don't. They have no idea what they really mean. They yeah. just think I, I said a prayer in 1979, and I'm saved. Yeah. And I just I'm I, reading the words of Jesus. I just don't think that's that's, really that's not true. I think one of the the challenges with this, or the the confusions with this passage, is I can't read this passage without thinking about Psalm 23, which I know a lot of people put yeah. these two next to each other, and. Psalm 23, a lot of people take away from that passage this this picture of the shepherd being this sort of loving, hugging, you know, yeah. makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Yeah. You know, like, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not be in one. He lays me down in green pastures. He brings rest to my soul, right? Um, but there's more in that passage. And what I wanted to ask is, like, it, what is the role of a shepherd, of the shepherd? What what do shepherds actually do for the sheep? Physically, what's Physi- the sheep? Like, you know, yeah. the, there's more, like, there's more to just them watching them in the field. They they actively do things, right? Like, they, well, they grab their neck, don't they? With that well, they, yeah. they, they keep them in line. Yeah. That's right. They lead them. They take them to greener pastures. Yeah. Like, you know, they eat the yeah. grass on sheep. Eat. Yeah. And they clean a pasture. And then they move them to another pasture. They keep so them. So wait from, a minute. Do they, so they you, lead them to food. So when you say that they clean up the pasture, shepherds clean up the. No. Okay. They poop on the grass, and the grass grows better because okay, they, so they don't that. clean up their no, poop. I just right. want to know that. Never. No. Okay. You let it lay. Good job. Fertilize. Fertilize. <laughs> anyway, so so they 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 lead them to greener pastures yeah. for better food, mm-hmm. and they don't let them go to bad stuff that's not good for them, like thistle. Hmm. And they don't they let them eat. They, they don't let them eat what they're not supposed to it's eat. Good. And they don't let the, they're supposed to stand between them. The lion, the bear, the mm-hmm. the wolf. Right. They're supposed to keep them safe from those predators. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what a shepherd. The shepherd shears them and harvests their wool. And right. and you know he cares for their sicknesses and yeah. their wounds. He helps them have babies and yeah. things like that. By he he he's their midwife. Right. You know that he. 
it's crazy, but he is. And, you know, there's a lot to shepherding. He has the in, rod. and the, Yeah, he has that rod. rod. Yeah. yeah. Well, he rod. keeps them in line. If they're yeah. walking, they try to scooch off to eat. Oh, hey, there's some clean stuff. Right. He, he knocks them back in line. And later on in years, later later years, it was dogs. You know, they used dogs. Yeah. But in the years we're talking about with these verses, I, I don't know if they use dogs or not, but they, I'm pretty sure they, not everyone had a dog that would right. help them with the sheep. But the rod. Yeah, to, but the rod was what it was them. for. Yeah, yeah. And the rod was for fighting off predators. Right. But that was the whole idea. It kept them safe. Uh, loved them. He actually loved them and cared for them. So when we're saying the Lord is my shepherd, or, or we're saying that we're the sheep of the good shepherd, we're not just saying... I believe in Jesus. We're actually inviting him to do those things that's that you good. just said in our right. lives, right? So that's what we're submitting yeah. to. That that's really good. Yeah, you're the shepherd, yeah. not me. And I think that today the number one of you know danger is that people try to be their own shepherd. They try to claim him as their shepherd, claim him as their door, claim him as their all the metaphors, Savior, mm-hmm. Lord, Master, and uh, they claim that without any of the following, mm-hmm. without making him those things, yeah. you know. I say you're my shepherd, but I don't make you my shepherd. Yeah. I Good. say you're my shepherd. I don't lay down and be a sheep to be taught, to be called, to be helped, to mm-hmm. be healed, to be, you know, taken care of and led to what's good for me and not and led away from what's bad yeah. for me. Just that picture you said of the, the shepherd controls what the sheep eats. Like, don't eat that. It's bad for you. Like, they kill you. how often do we respond to that conviction from the Holy Spirit? And how yeah. often do we just say, oh, this, it's good. This, this is fine. You know, yeah. it's like that's the, uh, the first step of, you know, we, we start going our own way. It's that, that there's a real surrender in this of being, right. having him be the shepherd. Right. And that's, that's really cool. Right. Yeah, I think, I think that's a real great visual yeah. because we don't really have shepherds. I mean, we don't even really know what that looks like. I don't think I've, I, you know, we see sheep sometimes around our house and I guess those are shepherds, but you know, we don't really have the practical, manifestation mm-hmm. i guess of shepherding and it's really cool the analogy that you just said and, and you know the he wraps him he you know he, i think he wraps him on the nose or he grabs him with the hook sometimes if they're going the wrong way and he makes them all kind of walk the same way going the same place and that's interesting just the fact that he makes them go all the same place mm-hmm. that's what christianity is through the door narrow path, yeah. yeah and a narrow path and and uh, you know if they sheep were on a narrow path and there was um, a just a mountain pass, you know, if they don't follow the shepherd, they'd go, they plummet to their death. Mm. And I think um, there's a story about yeah. the goats doing that in the <laughs> New <laughs> Testament. They, yeah. So then the other question that comes to me as I read this passage is, um, where does a pastor or a, you know, a, an earthly shepherd fit into this picture with Jesus? Well, we have a very hard time picturing this because yeah. there just aren't any shepherds anymore, really. You, you physical, know, like yeah, I said. Yeah, they just—they're just, just fenced in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the guy—the guy puts hay over a fence if he wants to fatten them up because he's going to eat them, mm-hmm. or he—you <laughs> know—he does whatever it takes to take care of them. Mm-hmm. But they just run in a field, and when he wants to shepherd them, they, the dog does it. Mm-hmm. But so that we don't have a real—we um, don't have a real uh, picture of this anywhere. We don't have a real uh, vision, hmm. and so what was your question? Just uh, what does it? What is the role of an? Is there a space for an pastor. earthly shepherd or a pastor? Uh, like how does so, that? Yeah. So how that works with us? When I was reading it. I saw the call or the to be with the good shepherd and to be a shepherd, 
it, I saw in there the the difference between a false shepherd. Mm. He said these shepherds are false, mm. you know, and they're hirelings and they run. And so what is the good shepherd? And so if I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ and he calls me to shepherd his flock, does he want me to be a good shepherd like him? Or does he want me a hireling? Is he hiring me to do it? Mm. Because he just said hirelings don't turn out that well. Well, I don't want to be that. I want to be the shepherd that is imitating and following after the good shepherd that becomes the door into eternal life that he describes here. And that's the role for us. It is clear that Jesus built his church, that churches were Jesus's idea. I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. He called Paul the apostle. He, you know, through the spirit, these guys all went out into the world, Thomas to India, John, Peter, Paul went off into the Asian Roman world. Yeah. A, a, the Greek Asian Roman world and they preached the gospel and you know uh, uh, there's a bunch more went to other places you know and they they planted churches started churches taught how to run a church Paul Paul gave great instructions about you know the order of a church mm -hmm. and he told Timothy how to pastor a church all of this is uh, very clear to be a, a, that there there was God's idea yeah. there there be churches, pastors, and those are shepherds by nature. Just the word the word pastor itself uh, is a shepherd word, yeah. and um, it leads us to the point where we um, have to decide: Do I want to be the hireling, the false shepherd that is bad for the sheep? What Jesus said in here. Or we want to be what he says. I am the good shepherd. Wow. And so how do you be a good shepherd other than imitate the good shepherd? And how do you imitate the good shepherd if you don't know the good shepherd? If you don't know his voice, if you don't know his call, if you don't know his will, you don't know which way he wants you to go, what he wants you to do, how he wants to protect the sheep. You know, David, the, David was a shepherd. As a young boy, he was a shepherd of his father's sheep. And he writes in this one psalm, he says, uh, when the lion and the bear came to eat my father's sheep, did I not grab them by the beard and smote them unto death? And I mean, I'm just like, wow. this guy stood to be a shepherd as a young boy. Mm -hmm. And he, he took the calling of, I'm putting these sheep in your hand to protect and take care of. And as a boy, he understood it. I put my own life in jeopardy to... Um, I put my own life in jeopardy to uh, shepherd my father's sheep and to protect my father's sheep, to take care of my father's sheep. Yeah. You know, and he says, did I not smote them unto death? Mm -hmm. Grab them by the beard and smote them unto death. I mean, it's David. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people, that's just bragging. <laughs> but this guy went out against the lion, against a giant when he was still a boy and said, dude, you are a dead giant. You have cursed the name of the Lord. You got no hope here. Doesn't matter if a boy stands against you or a bird stands against you, buddy. You're dead because mm. you've cursed the name of the Lord and you have mocked his people. And this is who God is. And so a good shepherd in today's world wants to not lose sight of the fact that what David's saying, you know, God is uh, he's jealously protecting his people. And if a good shepherd walks with the people, God's going to God's going to bless that good shepherd. He's going to give him good fruit. And whether it's a small flock of two people or a, or a large flock of 2,000, it's are you going to be the good shepherd and model after the good shepherd? 
if you're a sheep and he hasn't called you to pastor a church, then are you going to follow the shepherd God put in your life yeah. as the example? Oh, excuse me, as the example of the good shepherd, Jesus Christ. That's really good. Wouldn't though? Wouldn't you be like we talked last week about you know um, leaders and not everybody mm-hmm. should um, strive to be pastors or leaders, but are shouldn't we be shepherds? No matter who we are, I mean, not the, not the pastoring shepherd, but don't, shouldn't we live, like our father is a shepherd? So we should be that we. Well, should we? I know we should be sheep, but shouldn't we example, what a shepherd is as well? In a way, but you know, like for instance, you you shepherd your children, right? But the truth of this is is not really everybody be a shepherd. Okay. What this is talking about is everybody be a sheep. Hmm. Oh, okay. Right. So in one respect, everybody's the sheep to Jesus. Right? Nobody is his shepherd. We're right. all, and will you let Jesus be your shepherd? Then he calls people to be the shepherd of flocks, churches. Right. Then he calls me to be the shepherd of my children. Yeah. I, uh, I hired people. You know, I have, I, have, I have businesses, so you have employees. And Am I a good shepherd to them or a bad shepherd? And in every sense of the word, we need to take the responsibility of shepherding that which is in our life that we have authority over, people who look up to us. And at different times in life, you know, um, even the simplest, meekest person might have a grandchild who looks up to him, calls him grandma, grandpa, mm-hmm. and, they sh- and they're a shepherd to them. Will yeah. they be a good one? That's good. Uh, so mostly this verse is about will you be a sheep to Jesus? It's good. And then those of you who have to be shepherds in the Christian church, will you be a good one that looks like Jesus? So when people follow you, they're, liter- they're literally following Jesus because you showed them the way. Yeah. Quite, quite that's, that's the... Uh, you know, that's what I think it's talking about. So I want to read a little bit more. I want to jump down to verse 22 and cover a few more verses because there's another uh, famous part in this passage. So uh, Jesus says, no, uh, where are we? Verse 22. At, the ta- at that time, the feast of the dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. Oh, boy. The Jews then gathered around him and were saying to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? <laughs> If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe, that the works I do in my Father's name testify of me. But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give eternal life to them, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. So by the time John wrote this, he had become public enemy number one to the Jewish religion. Even though he was a Jew at the time of the story, by the time he wrote it, he was an outcast. He was actually, they were trying to get him arrested in his ministry. Uh, Might have been in Rome. It could have been in Ephesus. They were getting him. He was was hunted and hiding. (laughs) And it was mostly the Jews trying to get him stopped because he was trying to convince Jews their Messiah had come. And so he says um, that he quotes Jesus at this time. And he says, what he says is the Jews. So the Jews then gathered around him and were saying to him, how long will you keep us in suspense? Right? So who he's talking to clearly is the Jewish leaders of Jesus's day. Mm -hmm. And he's saying it at a time when Jewish leaders of his day, he was their enemy. 
Jesus was their enemy in the telling of the story. John's the enemy at the time of the writing this mm -hmm. down. And so he's calling them the Jews. It's kind of funny because they are the Pharisees, the scribes, and the lawyers, the mm -hmm. same group yep. that oh. we talk about in all the other, oh. right. other ones, right? Yeah. I told you and you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they will follow me. He quotes Jesus as saying. And so John is really got a bad attitude, maybe somewhat about them asking him. Like, you know, I, he quotes Jesus and tells the story of Jesus. And Jesus seems to have a little bit of a edge edge on him towards these guys because if anyone here should have recognized me it's you you had access to everything that knew i was coming what i would look like what the signs would be three kings from the east recognized him and the leaders of the jews did not the shepherds in the field had angels visit them and they recognized him but the leaders of the jewish religion wow. did not That's right and as he heals people, the poorest of the poor, the blind, the lame, the lepers, they recognized who he was, and they, you know, surely he's the Messiah. But he says to these leaders of the Jews, you're not my sheep. If anybody should have known how to be my sheep, it was you. And man, you know, I don't ever want to be a guy who misses Jesus. Wow. But I think about it, these guys studied their whole life. Being a Pharisee was not supposed to be a bad thing. To be in a leader of the Jewish temple was not supposed to be a bad thing. They had been seduced by the, by the same thing, like d the devil quoting scriptures to Jesus. He was not seduced. Somewhere along the line, obviously, the devil was quoting scriptures to these guys, their forefathers, their ancestors, and they got this thing turned till these guys grew up in this, and they were led astray, and they ended up being told by the Messiah, the Good Shepherd, the master, the savior, they are told, you are not of my sheep pen. If you were, you would have known my voice. You should have recognized me. You would have known me if you really wanted to. And you could have seen what the answer to your question is. Tell us plainly if you're the Messiah. You should have known. You are obviously not of my sheep pen because you should have known. He doesn't say that to anybody else. He basically <laughs> teach, he teaches them. He demonstrates to them. He heals in front of them. He feeds them. Mm -hmm. You know, he does a miraculous things for them. But these guys, every time they confront him, you should have known. Wow. I don't want to be that guy that should have known. I want to be that guy that does know. Mm -hmm. I want to know the truth. And I want to always open my door to the truth. I always want to open my door to the admission that I am not perfect in the truth and I am on a journey and I need to know and I need to learn. I need revelation. Show me more, Lord. Call me and I'll come. Give the shepherd's call and this sheep will follow. That's what I want to be and hoping I don't miss it. Hoping he doesn't, you know, it, it, that somewhere along the line I haven't decided his call was something other than it is. I hope I haven't been deceived by the devil quoting scriptures in the wilderness or the devil saying truths slithering down a tree, half-truths to lead me astray until I eat the fruit I'm not supposed to eat. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that guy. You know, David saw God better and saw his majesty and his wonder and his creation better than anyone on the history of the earth has ever seen. And he got seduced by the power of being king until he killed his friend, 
Um, he, he committed adultery with his wife, had him killed, and it just was pathetic yeah. what his response was. And the outcome of his life with his children, two of them trying to kill him, one raping his daughter, just the horrors of his story. And he saw God. Mm. And I don't want to see God and become so arrogant about my position that the devil can lead me astray into thinking, hey, you have to have what you see there. No, I don't. The good shepherd is all I need. His words are all I have. Everything is Christ and him crucified. Everything is Jesus. And that's all I want in this world. And if he says, Steve, I want you to build something, I want to build it. Steve, I want you to tell something, I want to tell something. Steve, come here. Yes, I want to come here. I want to do what Jesus wants me to do because I want to be a sheep and the good shepherd. I don't want to get hit with a stick. I don't want the dog biting me. I don't want to go to the wrong pasture. I want to follow the shepherd. And when he calls my name, when he makes the call, I want to recognize it and follow him. At the end of my days, I want him to say, Steve, one of my sheep. Steve hears my voice and he knows me. That's good. Uh, Steve hears my voice and I know him. That's really good. That's I good. am the good shepherd and I know my sheep. I know him. That's what I want to hear. And I, I'm, I'm a susceptible to this world's deceptions. I'm susceptible to the to the to the false shepherds uh, steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It says the false shepherd. I'm as susceptible to that as anybody else. I've got to keep my eyes on the prize, the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. I've got to stay focused, stay intent. And I'm attacked. I'll be attacked about money this week, and it'll go on. It might go on for months. And I was just like, why suddenly is money constantly attacking me? And then it'll be other things, you know, my maleness and all that stuff and the females walking around. And I fight like a dog to fight this thoughts off. No, I, I'm not thinking that. I'm not going there because I am his, he's the good shepherd and yeah. he doesn't do that. And if I want to be the good shepherd, I can't do that. Right. Um, you know, you could get away with this. No one would know if you took that. No one would know if you didn't, you know, show up. No one would know. And it's like, you know what? He would know. He's the only shepherd I want counting my charges against me. He's the only shepherd I want because he's going to forgive me. He's the only one I want to hear. He's the only one I want to follow. He's the only one I want to listen to. And I want to stay true with it till I cross the finish line. I want to cross that finish line staying true to the shepherd's call. And then for some reason, he picked me to shepherd this church. And like, holy cow. Like, oh my goodness, how many people destroy their lives? Did I do that? And I want to make sure at every time I count the count the, the chits, you know, and look at the life and what did I do in that person's life? Did I cause them to destroy their life? I know he didn't. And the answer is almost, almost always, no, they made that. That was their call. That was their in unwillingness to follow the shepherd's voice. Yeah. Oh, Lord, help them, Lord. Yeah. I, you brought them into my life. I loved them. They went right back like dogs to their vomit. They went right back like the prodigal back to the hog pens. You know, they, they went right back to where they came from. And Lord, was uh, help them, Lord. If it wasn't me, okay, if it was them, help them, Lord. Call. Make your call. Maybe they'll recognize it. And so, anyway, that's what I want. That's really good. And that's how I want to see it. And if I'm off a little, if I'm off here and there, I, I don't think I'm going to get lost 
following Jesus and listening to his voice. And I don't think I'm going to do wrong by people if I try to treat them the way Jesus did. That old bracelet, what would Jesus do? If that could just be who I am, Mm. you know. That's really good. Get to be, I get to be Steve. Yeah. And Steve wants to be Jesus. And so I I get to be Jesus. That's true. You know, after hearing that, I think we can't help but be challenged and inspired and just, you know, we should all want to be his sheep. It's really good. I want to be a sheep. Yeah. Me too. I want to hear his voice. Be a sheep, know his voice. Know his voice. And because you have to be, I have to be a shepherd because he called me. It's my master's voice. It's good. Then be a good shepherd. You have no choice. Both of those things. If I have to be a sheep, I want to be a sheep, and I have to be a shepherd, and I want to be a good sheep, and I want to be a good shepherd. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Go ahead. So just, yeah, if you're you're listening to this, then you're inspired to to be somebody who knows his voice and his sheep and follows him, then just take this moment and cry out to Jesus and let let him become your shepherd. Let him lead you, feed you, cheer you guide you put you on the straight and narrow read his words yeah. read his words he, amen read the red letters he is the read good the red letters yep. and read the red letters read the red letters amen amen read next the time. red letters i think we should read, <laughs> read the, red letters. the red letters okay thank you for listening to the uncommentaries podcast today i hope this episode encouraged you inspired you maybe even challenged you to keep seeking after everything jesus has for you and the life he calls you to live if you haven't already, please take a moment and subscribe to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. That way you'll get every episode each week when it's released. It would really help us if you could rate, review, and even share this podcast with anyone that you think would be encouraged by it. Help us spread the message to more people so that we can all live out this Christianity the way Jesus intended it to be. If you would like to get in touch with us, have any questions about the podcast, the topics, or would even like us to pray for you, you can do so by emailing us at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time.